what is happening guys welcome back to another weekly fun packed and maybe uh argumentative episode of that tattoo show we are here every sunday on youtube spotify and all the other ones that other people listen to um talking about tattoo related stuff i'm one of your hosts chris and this week i'm joined by the very weary Paul the Builder. Paul the Builder. Paul the Teacher, Purple Andy Preacher, Part-Time Builder. <laughs> you know, all that sort of stuff. How you doing, folks? What's happening? Welcome to uh, Sunday morning. It's not Sunday morning for, for us. It's actually Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. So the one person that commented about my gloomy weather uh, out, that's coming out of my window, uh, I'm sorry about that, but there's nothing I can do about uh, English gloomy weather unless I put a green screen in there and put like a, you know, like a Caribbean beach scene in it or something. <laughs> I was going to do that for you this week, but uh, quite honestly, I just couldn't be asked. So, um, unfortunately, you'll have to deal with it. I'm presuming you don't live here. At least feel sorry for us that, that you know, you, you know, you go, oh, it's gloomy. Well, I live here. I grew up here, and it's always gloomy. This is the middle of the summertime for us. <laughs> I, I, I will say though, I will say we have had a good few days of nice weather. I say, you know, we've had a followed by ten days of monsoon rain. That's normally how it goes in the UK. We have a, we have one day that's clear, seven days of rain. One day that's clear, seven days of rain. And then it goes back to winter. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's not even it's not even the middle of July yet, and it's already coat weather again. That's it. It's it's not really warmed up this year, but it's you know. Got two English people or two UK people talking about the weather. Sorry about yeah. this, folks. I'm one of these. Uh, I'm, I'm one of these people, right? That I think no matter the weather, I'm always wearing shorts. <laughs> I just like wearing shorts. Like I absolutely fucking hate wearing jeans, man. And I think because I, as well, like I live up in the mountains and I work down by the coast, so it's like when it's cold up by me, it's still going to be fairly warm down here, down by the shop. Like so, I'm like. Yeah. I, I, they're all there freezing and I'm rocking up in shorts and t-shirt and they're like what the fuck's wrong with you I'm like well it's snowing up by me you know it's fairly warm down here <laughs> <laughs> oh well never mind we think we've got a good show for you this week guys we've got I some comments so. that Chris is going to read we've got some yes. news that Chris is going to read because yes. since we got back from the Cheshire Tattoo Show which was great absolutely amazing that's something that it's, it, a little bit about that is going to be this episode, but we are going to do a full convention video um, in the next, which will come out in the next couple of weeks. But it's going to take us a minute to go through the hundreds of clips and the hours of footage because we've got three cameras running for two days. So it's going to take us a minute to sort out all the footage. So uh, bear with us for a second. We also filmed a That Tattoo Show shop talk show with uh the guys from uh tattoo shop talk which was really good fun oh it was awesome um and so that'll that'll be coming out as well and we also filmed some really fun content with the guys from tattoo everything supplies and the guys at butterlux and the guys from monsters inc so that content will be coming out as well pretty soon so there's plenty of convention content coming and some very funny conversations so we ended up without realizing it doing one of our very first shows recorded live in front of an audience as well we did because we were there just like chatting just doing our thing because again we we wing it like always and then all of a sudden there's about like eight people just sitting here on chairs watching us and i was just like yeah just all pulled chairs up around us and we were like oh yeah. live in front of a studio audience i enjoyed it it was good Amazing. it was nice having feedback from people so if you want us to do an actual live show where you can come and sit down and kind of watch and maybe interact 
let us know in the comments below and maybe we can sort something out. It's down below. Just let us know if you want us to do that. I've got a friend in the Midlands who's got a venue. We could probably do it in. We could probably do it in my shop. We could do it in Chris's shop. Doing a tattoo show. Doing a tattoo show. You know, maybe that. The other the other one to mention is uh, if you run a tattoo convention and, uh, and you're thinking of having us there, then maybe it's something we could do at your convention. You know, we wouldn't necessarily want to do it on the stage it's something for the after show party or or a during the day thing you know but by all means send yeah. us an, e an email uh that tattoo show at gmail.com and we'll chat to you about it we're more than happy to come and have a laugh with do you know one thing i will say is uh, one one thing i will say and uh, i'm quite disappointed with this I, I i'm sure i said if somebody calls up to paul at the convention and says thou shall not pass they will get something. And just to let you know, I actually had a critical wireless battery and a tattoo machine to give away to somebody that came up to Paul and said, thou shall not pass. So next time we go to a tattoo convention and we say on the podcast to do something, just remember you could win a free tattoo machine or something else. Yeah. Because someone missed out, man. Yeah, somebody missed out. I you know, I don't know. I think um I think most people picked you to go and talk to. you uh, Chris is the friendly face of the uh, of the tattoo show. I'm I'm the uh, don't approach him suddenly from a weird angle he might attack you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know it's really funny? What are that Brian uh, Brian Hello Brian from uh from Tattoo Everything right, Everything Supplies. He was like he's like, Oh, I didn't think you'd be the funny one. <laughs> We had a good laugh, man. Good it was fun. It was a good time, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I I get it. I get it. It's fine if you don't approach me. Just smile and wave from a distance. It's probably safer, you know. If you arrive with coffee, you know, then yeah, black coffee, no sugar. Just give him a coffee. Chris. What's in the news, mate? In the news this week, there's not a lot because we've been at a tattoo convention. But the news that we do have is there is going to be the very first, I hope I don't butcher this, actually, the very first Sligo or Sligo tattoo convention, which is in Ireland. And to find out more information on that, head over to worldtattooevents.com. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be this year. Uh, one of our viewers, one of the guys that watches us, it's going to be the first tattoo convention he's working, so good luck. Well, we've got some tips coming up about tattoo conventions. Yeah. That's later in the show, so, uh, you know, stick around. You know, we, we, might be able to, uh, we might be able to make your first convention go a little bit smoother. Paul made a video, if you haven't seen it, he's done a stencil paper comparison video. And off the back of that, when we were at the tattoo conventions, one of the stencil papers that he recommended, which was... Thermatech. From Tattoo Everything Supplies. Yeah, so yeah. they give us a pack of it. They were like, oh, I'll try it out. And... Um, and I gotta say, fucking every single person in my shop loves it. The video has had some great response, and it, you know it, it's it's done its job. Like you know, we've been stressing out like fuck about spirit paper. You know, it's been a nightmare to use for a long time now. And well, I think you're in the same boat as most people. To be honest with you, that's how that's how most of us have been. What what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, like, my, my favourite stencil paper's garbage. Well, we we can all have a different different one. Favourite stencil that, paper now, and they're just as good. But I think the thing is for me, like. I, I tried loads of different ones and I didn't even know that Thermo stuff existed until mm. you, you yeah. done the video. And do you know what? The stencils I'm getting off are lovely. So thank you for making that video, Paul. That's all right, mate. You're very welcome. Ooh, just uh, bless us. A bit of news to me, uh, and it's something that I think I'll make a video about in the future. Uh, as I'm sure you all know, I, I use for stencil printing um, 
the brother and I've used I've always used the brother printers uh, and I love them and get on with them but I do know that for some of you they're technically they're a bit of a challenge to get them dialed in and get get them working well because we were sitting in the trader room uh, with, with a, a bunch of the guys then uh, they showed me a stencil printer that they had that I really wanted to hate and be able to tell them how shit it was uh, and I think for a lot of you it might be a much simpler uh, to set up and simpler to use option and it will certainly play a little bit nicer with your uh, with your iPad and stuff so uh, look out for that uh, they're going to send me the send me the printer uh, when they get a new delivery of it because they sold out of them at the convention over the weekend so I, can I add uh, something which is that speaks volumes by itself doesn't it you know I, what I, mean? I just want to add something as well like Paul genuinely wanted to hate the printer. I did. And did not want it to work properly. And so we sat down, we'll make it, we, I think we filmed a video about it, but uh, he printed a picture straight out. He took a photograph that day of like an Audi badge because it had sparkly things on it, printed it straight out and put the stencil straight on and it was like, fuck. Yeah, I, you know, I was what I was realistically trying to do was break it, but uh, I didn't manage to. So that might be a really good option. Um, the other good news is that it's 200 quid, which makes it, you know, uh, the price point is uh, is is definitely good. So um, a, a video on that device will will come up uh, at some point on the channel. I'll, I'll put it through its paces and, and really get it dialed in. I, I, because we were really busy at the convention, I didn't really have time to look at the app properly. There's a couple of things that I couldn't find in the app that I think would be deal, uh, would be um, game, or no, deal breakers for me. Uh, if it can't do those things, but it's certainly, um, it's certainly comparable. Yeah, look how disappointed he sounds. He's just like, I don't, I, I do, I don't want to say it's good. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's good, but I think it might be. So uh, <laughs> uh, we'll have to see how that goes. So that's uh, that's a bit of news. There might be, as well as new stencil paper, there might be a new king of stencil printing. <laughs> some cool comments this week this is more like again uh, uh, an appreciation kind of thing so dread brown tattoo uh has kindly given us 20 dollars and says as one coffee connoisseur to another here's a top dollar cup on me uh to both of you cheers guys Massive thanks, really appreciate that. And which and which was the tip? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, man. That's a cup, a couple of good dirty chais that is, or a coconut yeah. mocha. You know, we can definitely go Ooh. and get some nice coffees from that. Thanks very much. We really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. We we got a two dollar tip from Pretty All Right Tattoos, which says love from Vancouver, BC. So hey, thank you. Love straight back at you. Love to go to Canada. I've never been to Canada. Love to go to Canada at some point. Oh, Maybe next I year. fucking love Canada. Canada's like a, a giant version of Wales, but actually has all the seasons. <laughs> we, just not just the one grey season. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So we got Joanna Bryant for five eight four, a one dollar ninety nine cents tip. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It really ain't easy sometimes, and that's for the tattooing and your mental health video. So. Whoop, yeah, thank you. I did, um, just so you guys know, I did have um, a lot of really nice uh, feedback direct to my email, which, um, you know, a bunch of you guys reached out to me, so I really appreciate that. And um, and actually, I was, uh, well, I don't think I was surprised, but it kind of confirmed what I thought, is that we don't talk about 
the mental health side of our job nearly enough. Um, we yeah. have a couple of, um, you know, really lovely emails of support from you and uh, I really appreciate them. You know, the people that have written them uh, know who you are and, uh, you know, and I'm not going to disclose your names because they're private conversations and stuff, but thank you very much for your messages of support. Yeah. We all go through it from time to time. doesn't matter who you are. We're not bulletproof. And, uh, and I really appreciate that. And, you know, me sharing the more difficult side of, you know, my journey through tattooing from time to time would appear to lift your spirits. So if you don't mind, I will continue to do that stuff from time to is, time. Is that because everybody's just like, oh, fucking hell. It makes them feel better that you're miserable. Well, I think, well, <laughs> you know, I, I do think that sometimes if you... Um, Maybe the you know the impression is that you know my I'm you know my career's going really well and I'm doing fine and I'm a swan and I'm not I'm you know like calm yeah. on the top and you know and all that sort of stuff and I don't give a fuck about anything which is certainly the you know I mean that's I guess that's the air that I give off. Um, maybe that gives people the impression that somebody like me wouldn't wouldn't struggle with the stuff that I struggle with and I think maybe sharing it gives people a little bit of hope that you know oh maybe I'm not as shit as I think I am at, at this sort yeah. of stuff, you know. So, uh, like I say, if you don't mind, I'm going to continue sharing that from time to time. I know they can sometimes be a little bit dark, so I'm always a little bit aware of that. I don't want you to be listening to tales of doom and gloom on a Sunday morning, but, you know, we try and keep it light and, and not too much like that because I don't want to burden you in the same way that I don't want my clients to burden me. But I think sometimes sharing, you know, sharing the more difficult side of what we do uh, can sometimes give you some insight into fixing your own problems. So I'll, I will continue until you ask me to stop. Happy days. Okay, so moving on to the next comment. Uh, one of our regular viewers, Elaine Grossinger. Right, Elaine. He's, you are What's a French happening, Canadian. Elaine? He just thinks you're Canadian. Bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur. Bonjour, madame. Comment ça va? Merci. Petit pois. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we got another two dollar tip. Thank you from Elaine. Thank you, massively appreciate it. Uh, merci, as they say in France and French Canada. Cheers, as they say in England. Oh yeah. <laughs> dear, as they say in Wales. Yeah, does mad thing as well, right? Up in that tackle convention, I, I just told totally on it. Like somebody just turned around when I was talking. They were like, "Is that your actual real voice?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> It's like, you, have you never heard a Welshman before? you fucking English. I don't think you'd ever seen a Welshman before. I think you was the, the, only, you were the only actual Welshman. They've heard of them, that they exist, but they'd never seen there one. You're like hobbits. You know, I know of them, know but of I didn't that. think they were real. There was a few Welshmen, Welsh, Welsh persons up there, actually. There was, was there? One of the, yeah, one of the one of the people that sell, like, all that taxidermy stuff. He's from here for I've known him for years. Oh, uh, like. nice. That's good. I bought a bit of taxidermy, yeah. actually. Yeah, I got this. I bought this for Beth for her birthday. It's only up here because I left it in my bag. Um, I bought that. I'll show Chris in a minute, but I'm showing it you first. Right, this Ooh. thing, right, that's not a butterfly or a moth. That's a cricket from Thailand. That's an action. I thought that was glued together. I didn't think it was real. I thought you were about right? to say that's not a moth or butterfly. That's been made with leaves. That, that thing actually flies about in Thailand. I was like, fuck, if you seen that flying about, I'd be shit scared. That's mental. That's mental. So we got. Please get a tattoo off Beth at, uh, at our studio, Modern Electric, in the near future. At some point, that will be on the wall behind her. Have a close look at it. It's fucking weird. It looks fucking weird. Right. So we got. It's uh, fucking weird. We got Roy uh, Tumbalaka. Sorry if I've said that wrong. No, uh, Tumbalaka, that's how we've been. Well, it might not be how you say it, but it's how we've been saying it since the beginning of the show. Because Roy's commented a couple of times. All right, Roy, how are you doing? Yeah, what's happening, Roy? You're right. Uh, so yeah, Tattoo and Mental Health, it says, another great one. Will you guys consider to do 
colour theory in the near future. Thanks, fellas. We can. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, right? So we've got about three videos to edit from the Cheshire show. I've just done an interview with Rob Smead from Electrum, so I've just finished editing that today. So probably by the time you're watching this, this will be on the channel. So once we've got them three out the way, once those edits are in process, then I'll start writing the colour theory because because we're going to give you the colour theory and how to work with it, I, I'm going to need to write it down so that I make sure I definitely say the right thing because otherwise I don't want it to be full of errors and stuff like that. So I want to make sure I've got the stuff in front of me to, to reference. So I'll write that. Um, that will probably end up going in total because normally when I'm writing stuff down, I go, well, I might as well put this in my total column. I think that will probably be in the next four weeks, four to five weeks, we'll be doing a colour theory episode. So, you know, stick around, stay tuned. We'll definitely be doing it. There's lots of interesting things uh, about colour theory, not just mixing your own colours, but how, which colours work well together yeah. and all that sort of stuff and, and how to manipulate your colours using greys and opposite ends of the colour wheel. So, yeah, it's going to take us a minute, but it's definitely coming. Happy days. Next up, we've got Alan Linu. Um, and this is on your brother's stencil machine and how to install on a Mac. So someone said, what they've said yep. is PJ522 question mark. Can't find drives for it on Mac OS. So we've already replied and said, yep. no, you won't because it's a million years old. Yes, basically yeah, it's a <laughs> million it, years old. Yeah. Jokes aside, it's an outdated device. So chances are there won't be any drives available for it. No. Um, from what I can recall, it's uh, it's over 10 years old. Uh, so they've come back and said, I know there's no official driver on their website, yeah. but I've seen people use them. So it must be a workaround. I don't know the answer. Yeah, just set it up as the only the only workaround for that is to set it up when you install it. Uh, select g use generic driver, so it will it will print, but you won't get the usual printing options you would expect uh, to have from the device with an official driver. Just use generic driver options. Just you, like when you install the printer on your Mac, um, you know it comes up and it says driver, and you can just do generic generic driver. Okay, next one up is. G 4519 and it says, I'm a left-hander using a coil machine. I'm having line work and depth issues. I'm very heavy-handed. Any tips or advice? Yeah, switch away from the coils. Um, unfortunately, because of the... the uh, and, and this is not me slagging off coil machines because I absolutely love them, but the problem with the coil machines is because of the weight and because of our inverted grip... Uh, so let me demonstrate this with my vape. Your right-handed counterpart will hold a hold a machine like this and they will work upwards like this, so the weight of the machine pulls backwards, right? But if you're left-handed, your grip is inverted. Like, I can't do that at the moment, my wrist's fucked. Like, your grip is inverted like this and the weight of the machine will pull your hand downwards and force the needle into the skin, which makes going round corners very difficult. Get a lighter machine. Um, I would, uh, if you love the feel of your coil machines, I would suggest looking at, uh, in the first instance, I think if you want that kind of give from a coil machine, then the swash drives are the, are the best one. They're the only machines that I've ever found that have got a meaningful give system that actually feels like give from a coil machine. So you want, you know, um, the brush is good, you know. Well, I yeah. was talking about this on the weekend, actually. The I, I, th I think, and a few people agree with me on this, uh, some people might not, but the power triangle system that Bear's made, 
I think that was possibly one of the closest feelings to absolutely yeah. give that I've I've had like yeah. especially you know yeah that was that was a really good system on the um, the little ego v ones well. they were cheap as chips as well don't, are they still make them? yeah they make sure they still make yeah, yeah they make them so they start red red and blue triangle yeah. red and blue triangle like yellow or and red. yellow black I used yeah, to like nice. particularly for, for particularly for it, yellow blacks really good they, they, it know. depends on the triangle you use it like it can make it really soft or really snappy mm. it, it's really like fucking really good the way it works is you've got a triangle above the the plunger and you've got a triangle below and you can have different strengths of plunger so that actually mimics the the front kind of back, back spring, spring like, yeah. front spring it's actually a really really clever and dead simple system uh works very very well so if you're really looking for that that's another good option um and they are they're super cheap um, and, and really, really good machines. I don't know if the, they will push cartridges, though. That's the only thing. I, the I seem to remember ones, burning a couple of them out. Yeah, the, the, the newer, newer ones, ones do. do. So you want a V2 or a V3, possibly. Don't use the V1. It won't push a cartridge. I can't remember what it's called, but I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll just put a picture up in our story when I find it, to soon know which one it is. But yeah, I, that's the problem. It's your grip. Yeah. Your grip's inverted. I've got another one yeah. for you, Bear. Uh, this is to do with stencil printers. Um, so it is from... <laughs> That's a fucking epic name. N-Syncs. Nice. Um, it says, I use a lot of fine lines in my stencil as well, and I hear a lot that it won't print or it will just give horrible results. Do you have or could you make a video on those types of stencils, please? I'm so tired of my inkjet getting messed up. So could you make a video? Yeah, I can, but I, d I can't do it on the ink yet. Because uh, that's the no, no, that's no. the fluid. No, this is on the no. He wants to do it on the brother printer. He wants to be able to print fine. He wants to do it on the brother. Or they want to yeah, be able okay. to print. They fine. will. They, yeah, they will print fine lines. They just need dialing in a little bit. You know, they, it takes a minute. You know, it depends on how fine you want to get the line. You, there's there's a you know there's a limit, but they will do fine lines. I think they as well. Do, uh, Beth does them all the time. I Beth does fine line stencils all the time. I, I think as well. It's like you don't. Want to, and this is from a, like a tattoo application perspective. It's like you don't want to go too fine with fine line tattoos because. The finer the, I think the finer the lines, the the worse they tend to age. If that makes sense, if they, especially if they're not done properly. Like I've seen a lot of celebrities that have had all these fine line tattoos. I think Lewis Hamilton is one of them, where I've seen like a yeah. picture of his tattoo like before, and I'm seeing him now, and yeah. it's, they just don't hold well at all. Whereas like instead of using like a single liner or a tight three, if you use like a tight yeah. five, so the line is just that little bit bigger. I I've, I yeah. personally think they hold yeah, better I mean, all the I, time. I think that you know you've got to like anything you've you've got to do a few of your tattoos. Uh, you've got to wait a few years, start seeing them coming back, and that's when you know you really know if your tattoo if if your tattoos hold and everything. So you don't know for a couple of years until you start seeing your tattoos age. Um, and I think with a lot of the fine line work that we're seeing now. The proof of the pudding is going to be in about three years when all this stuff starts coming back. And, you know, if it's held and it's stayed in, uh, and I'm sure there'll be people that can make it do that, um, or will it be a, basically a grey blob? You know, because like, like Chris is exactly right, you know, the, the finer the line, the, the more prone to spreading, breaking up a little bit. You know, if you don't absolutely nail it, you know, it, if, it's, if it's got any kind of like little, little gaps in it and stuff like that, that look okay on the day because of redness and stuff. I think um, as well. Then you can sometimes find that, you know. So, yeah, I mean, but you can do fine line stencils and, you know, the rest of it then is to watch your tattoos come back, uh, you know, watch them heal and make sure that they, you know, that they're holding up over time. If they hold up over time, well, everything's good. If they don't, then you've got to adjust like every tattooist does, you adjust what you're doing to make sure that that doesn't happen in future. 
So it's time that I asked you the first of this week's two questions because we've got two t- topics for us to discuss because the first one's going to be quite short because we're just going to give you one top tip each. So if it was your first or second convention and you're going and you want one top tip from a convention veteran, what would your top tip be? One tip, that's all. What would you tell people? Okay, um, if you are going to a tattoo convention to specifically try and win an award, try and don't or try not to get completely fucked up on the Saturday night and then try and do a tattoo on the Sunday expecting to have any shot. Because I think if you go out and you're partying, you're not really taking your potential you know shot seriously let's say and i think what you're doing is you're going to hinder yourself because you're just not going to be on the top of your game you know there's such a massive difference between doing a tattoo sober and then doing a tattoo after a night of drinking like fucking taking a load of drugs so i think like yeah definitely you know obviously go and have fun but i think like you've got two types of people that go to conventions you've got the people that just go for the crack and they are genuinely like you know just go in there for fun and have a, see their mates and just do some cool tattoos. Yeah. But then you do have the ones that are, it's their, their aim to win an award and they go there for the competition. Yeah. I think if you're one of these people that is going for the competition and you're going to try and win an award and, tr- and you want to make sure that like your tattoo is going to be the best one out of them all, then maybe going out, getting fucked up is going to really hinder that because for every one of you that goes and gets completely wrecked, there is also about three or four other people that are not getting wrecked, waking up the next day with their heads screwed on and they are fucking on it. And they're getting to the convention at seven o'clock in the morning, yeah. setting up, getting a stencil on. And by the time you roll in at midday, having got rid of your hangover, uh, they've already been sat in for four hours. So you've also lost time. Uh, on a different note, I, I completely agree with that. This was actually my first convention sober. I tried. I did try. <laughs> I did try. I woke up on Sunday morning with no hangover uh, for the first time ever at a convention. It's good, isn't it? I've got to say it was a, it was a completely different vibe for me. Um, obviously, the, the, um, the, the one side of that is because, you know, my... I think my drinking is connected to my social anxiety, so I'm not as I'm not as uh, at ease socially. Uh, but that's a small price to pay, you know. You just have to approach me slowly with a cup of coffee, as we've been saying. But you know, I'm getting used to that. I'm acclimatising to that world, you know, because the world looks a little bit different uh, when you haven't got your beer goggles on. Yeah. I would definitely advise that. I think that's a, a really good um, piece of advice. And every year, tattooing gets better, and the people that are coming through get better, faster. Um, and 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 much more focused. I think I think we're at the point where, if you want to live the rock and roll lifestyle, given that rock and roll isn't even rock and roll anymore, that's all sparkling water and alfalfa sprays these days. You know. Yeah. Um, I think what you've got to understand is that that's great if you're in it. If you're in it for the lifestyle and you're in it for the fun and having a good time, then great. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I completely you know understand that. But you've got to understand that you know the kid that was there that eight o'clock in the morning, setting up, getting his stencil on uh, and he's clear-headed, you're probably not going to be able to beat that, you know, it's it, because it's just not doable, you know. So, you know, bear that in mind. You know, you, you've really got a choice at this point of whether you're going to be a tattoo monk, yeah. you know, and be zen about what you're doing or whether you're going to be, you know, a rock and roll casualty and I have think a good it's time. Just, and 
It's too- I chose the former, to be honest with you. You know, given the choice of the two, you know, I've lost a lot of friends to that sort of stuff. Uh, and, it, you know, we all know what the end of that story is because that, that story always ends the same way and I don't want to be the ending of that story. Yeah. I think as well... And I don't think you should either. I think I think as well it is, you know, you, you spend a lot of money going to shows and you want to present yourself in a certain light and if you're just fucking hungover as fuck... You know, you're tattooing people and all they're going to see is like, oh, is he like this all the time? Or she is she like this? Or are they? Imagine you went to a tattoo convention and you want to buy yourself a couple of bottles of ink. So you go into the trade section of the show and you, uh, you're you looking along the, uh, the trader's display and you find the bottles of ink that you want and they're available from two places. Uh, and so you can buy it from either one. And then you pick out your two bottles of ink and you look up to buy them. And everybody who's working on that booth is standing, staring at the wall with their back to you. And the people in the booth next to you are looking out. Who would you buy your ink from, right? So you would, of course, buy your ink from the people that are going to greet you and go, all right, mate, what can I get for you? And then that's where you're going to buy your ink from. So my question is... Why do you set up in your tattoo booth with your back to everybody so they can't see your face or the work that you're doing? I will play devil's advocate. Be I noticed this a lot at the convention. Uh, my take on this is that you're there to promote yourself. If you must face the wrong way and get your light in the perfect place and do all of that, then you probably should be doing co- tattoos at your shop and not bothering with conventions. You have to understand that a convention, you're there, you've paid five, four, £500 for your booth, and you're sitting in, in your booth, you're there to promote yourself to the couple of thousand people that are walking around today, and that is partly what you're there for. You know, Now, it might be that you've gone there purely to win an award and that you're not interested in any of that, and I can't help you with that side of things. But if you're there to do what 99% of us are there to do, which is to show people how good you are at your job and get them to book in with you, then you're missing out on 90% of the people that walk around because you're, they, all they can see is the back of your head. When I was walking around the show filming, mm. 99% of the of the people that I've filmed, you will not be able to see them because all I saw was the back of their heads. Can I say and something else? Only a couple of people that were facing forward and able to kind of smile and wave at the camera. You know, you're missing out. Okay, so the flip side of that argument then is if if you're going to a tattoo convention to promote your work and you're tattooing with your back to the people, that would mean that the tattoo is then facing outwards towards those people. So by having your... No, it's not though. Yeah, it is though. Because if you... Say like, if I'm... I'm tattooing somebody, yeah. but there, and they're You're not sitting there. by the side of them. You're sat directly in front of them, so the tattoo is obscured by your body. Yeah, but like you can fucking. No, there, not if you're in a row of booths. You can't. You can't see. You can't even film it. I tried all weekend to try and film what people were doing, and you just couldn't see the tattoos they were doing. All you could see was the back of their head and the back of their t-shirt. So what, what I know, you know, what I know, there's, there is no counter argument to this. Like, yeah, I definitely is. You're in the wrong place. Well, well, I, you're I in know. The wrong, I know. No, it's the, 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 the people that were. I did notice that the people that had their backs. To me, I was able to get better shots of their tattoos. And the people that were forward-facing, I wasn't... Even though I could get some really nice shots of them kind of ch- chatting, yep. I wasn't able to 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 see their tattoos. It, think about it like this. Is 
is your client going to take your booking for you? If the, if somebody walks up and says, "Here, mate, I really love your work. I want to get a sleeve off you." I agree. Your client's not going to be able to do it. So maybe side and on. You need to be able to talk to them. Side on then. Maybe people need to sit side on. Point straight out and get done with it. Just or just, just deal with it and get used to looking at the people and chatting to them. That's just how, how you've got to be. Oh. That is. What a convention is all about. It's about meeting new clients. Headphones. You're in a different town, possibly. And, and well, I, I won't wear headphones at all, or I won't that put me or drop or anything like that. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, face forward, let let people see what you're doing. If somebody comes up and you're obscuring what you're doing like this, you can always put that, go here, and have a look. There you go. And then people can always film it really easily. I just think you've got to see conventions as part of your promotional activities for your business. The other thing is that when people see you tattooing, they see your face. And in reality, the world of tattooing, we don't need logos. We just need a picture of ourselves because people buy people. And when they see you at a convention, they will then go and look on Instagram for that person that they saw. So your face is actually your logo, whether you like it or not, because none of us can change our faces. But that is your logo. That's how people recognise you. And, oh, yeah, that's the guy, the guy with the terrible dreadlocks or something like <laughs> that, you know, the white beard or what, you know, just whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as they remember who you are, that, you know, that's what they'll do. So yeah. um, I think sitting with your back to people is, is it's just pointless. You're missing out on the whole point of being at a convention. When I did work them, and I probably will work a few next year, um, you know, because I've, I've kind of changed my mind about that, but more about that in the Cheshire uh, Tattoo Show video. But um, when I did that... Yeah, okay, I wouldn't get finished uh, in time to do the awards or anything like that, but I didn't care about the awards, right? I was there to meet people, and you'd have, I'd have friends come away having won, you know, seventh place in, in you know, best small tribal or whatever it was, and I'd book 15 grand's worth of work. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Right? Which one, which, which, what would you rather have? You know what I mean? 15 grand's worth of work, you know, I've got 15 grand's worth of work, right? You know, to the point with the last few conventions, you know, I would stand there chatting to somebody, and Karen would book them in, and take a deposit using an iPad mm. and, uh, and a, a credit card machine, like on the spot, literally booked in with me at the convention. I had one guy come to the London Tattoo Convention, the one that was at Tobacco Dock. He walked in the door, because I was in the first room from the front door, he walked in, said, Paul, have you got a couple of minutes? I chatted with him, put my machine down, chatted with him for five minutes, he booked a sleeve, paid Karen the deposit, and then left. He said, right, I'm going now. And I said, well, you're not going to go and look at the other 449 artists in it? And he went, no, I only came to talk to you. <laughs> if I'd have had my back to him, I'd have missed out on two grand. So all I, all I can say to you is you're missing, I think you're missing a trick. You you want to really think about it. What, one thing I did notice as well, and like you, I think you, especially in, in, in this age, you know, where everyone's got a, photo, a camera on them, you're at a tattoo convention, you're going to be filmed at some point in, the, in that weekend by somebody and like, just be very aware of what you're doing. Cause like I seen somebody, they were like doing a tattoo. So gloves on doing a tattoo. Somebody must've asked them something. They put the machine down with dirty gloves, went like that, then went like that and then carried on tattooing. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, it comes down to, uh, you know, you got to, I mean, you know, it is an, un an unusual environment to be in, particularly if it's your first or one of your first conventions. You do get used to all that sort of stuff. Um, it, you should realistically, I think, by the time you work in conventions, that be, should be something that you can't do. You know, that, you, that, that your body won't allow you to do that. You know, it's, the, the muscle memory goes, I don't touch anything while these gloves are on. You know, it, it kind of is what it is. 
You know, it's just very difficult it, to the point where I've been using um, a spray glue to do some to do some plasterboard in in the in the new office, and because I'd got gloves on. I found myself naturally doing clean hand, dirty hand, even though I was doing plasterboard. I couldn't help it. I yeah. just couldn't. I got gloves on, so my brain immediately went, you've got gloves on, one one of them's got to stay clean, one of them's got to be dirty. <laughs> and so it's just, I can't not do it. So, you, you know, if, if you are prone to that, you know, get a little bit more on top of it because you make yourself look a bit unprofessional when maybe you're not. You're just in a new environment and you just had a lapse of concentration. And that's it. I've got another question for you then, Chris. Another convention question. Yes. Does the term award-winning tattooist mean anything at all in the 21st no, century? No, so I, I suppose it depends, like, on the type of convention you go to, I suppose. Like, obviously, it's going to have... It, it will always have, like, a personal kind of, like... If you win an award at a convention, right, you... It is a, a feeling of accomplish, accomplishment, like, do you mean? Because, like, you've achieved something, you've done a title, you've won an award, and it, it's nice to be, have that recognition, yep. let's say... But, I think but the term award-winning doesn't say the difference between whether you won an award at a convention in a town you've never heard of or won one in Milan or Paris or London. It just yeah, says well, award-winning. Yeah. So the award-winning tattooist who's won 48 or 50 awards from places like Paris and London is still the same award-winning tattooist as the person who's won them you know, from don't, you know, any don't number say of conventions. There's no level. You know, this for you, as soon as you say I know, you're going to have people going like, I am a supreme award-winning artist and you are just a standard award-winning artist. No, yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, so, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm still on the fence. Yes or no. For me, I don't think like... So I wanted to win an award, right, when I first got into tattooing just so I could have award-winning tattooist above my shop. So then... At the time, we were the only award-winning studio in town. So it was more of like a marketing thing. It's like, well, who? Yeah. what shop are you going to go to? You're going to go to the award-winning shop or the standard shop. So I think like, yes, it does. But yes, it doesn't. Like they, they, it's, I'm still like, I mean, they, yeah, they do and they don't. They do like to a degree, tattoo awards don't mean shit because all it means is like on the day of it, four people liked your tattoo better than the other ones they saw. And then, yeah. but then you could have like yeah. five conventions, right? And the same weekend. And you've got like, you know, let's just say it's one award per convention. You've got five new award winning artists. So it yeah. is heavily diluted. I don't, I personally, I don't think they mean anything. I don't, I don't think that for the longest time, they've one thing I, would say, I actually think they've got to the point now where, um, not only do they not mean anything, they're actually a part of uh, a world of tattooing that is becoming so so separate from the actual, or not the actual world of tattooing, but my, I, and I understand, extremely unfashionable view of the, uh, the world of tattooing. But I think now the only reason to become an award-winning artist is to be noticed by sponsors at the convention Get a load of free products, a yeah. uh, load of just free shit, um, and and you know, get on the way to building your award-winning tattoo empire with your own aftercare and your own, um, you know, your own range of t-shirts and your own, you know. Don't forget, we've got some merch, so uh, follow the link in the description. Thank um, you to all who yeah, bought some already. You know, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks so much for the guys that have bought some merch. Um, really, really appreciate it. It's really helping us out. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so the people that are really focused on the award side of things, they're in 
a different world of tattooing than the one that I believe in. I'm not saying it's they're right or and I'm wrong or vice versa. Um, it's an opinion, and you know they are what they are. Everybody's got one, right? So, but to me, the the idea of and and this is this is born out of a conversation that I had recently with somebody that was pitching an idea to me about making a league table worldwide for tattooists based on the awards that they've won at various conventions throughout the year and that that would become each time you win an award you would be given you know tw- like like the F1 25 points for a win 10 points for second 7 points for third or something like that and that there would be a global leaderboard and a country leaderboard and have league tables of tattooists and they sort of they did this big pitch to me and they went, so what do you think? And I went, that's the shittest, worst thing I can possibly think of. I'm so against that. It's actually offensive to me Yeah, at how that is. And, and they went on to ask me, well, why do you think it's offensive? And, and my, my take on this so that you know is that um, tattooing is an, an ancient spiritual practice. Every... Uh, ancient civilization in the world just after it invented fire invented tattooing tattooings are deeply significant and deeply spiritual the uh, tattooing is closer to a martial art than anything else in that respect and uh, to turn it into a tattoo for prizes and, and cash is the most corporate soulless crass cheap version of what we could do and nothing could be further from my beliefs than that. Unfortunately, that's how I feel yeah. about it. That's how I feel about it. Unfortunately, though, you know. I think because of the way tattoo conventions are gone now, if you don't have awards, you're not going to get artists going there. Because, you know, a lot of the people that go to these shows, they do. Oh, no. I would say the majority don't, don't get me wrong. I had, this, I had this very similar conversation with Woody from Brighton where I kind of told him how I felt about it. And so for one year, he uh, he didn't run the awards at all, and he had he actually had artists drop out because there weren't any awards yeah. because that you know they, they they like to think of themselves as competitive tattooists. And but you know what's interesting? Me, art is not a art is not a competitive sport. You know, if you if you want to play sport, go fucking you know join a Premiership fucking football team. You know, this is art. You know, you wouldn't have you know. Um, you know, Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci having a fucking colour and ink contest, would you? Probably. For fuck's sake, they're, pro- you know. They probably had a... a no, no, I don't think you would. <laughs> I was going to say a really crude joke, again, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be good boy today. Um, I think as well, like, if you go down the avenue of being like a convention artist that is hunting for the awards, I think you do suffer to a degree because I think you end up only getting clients that are travel to you because you're award-winning artist just because like i've noticed like over the years where you've got like these big name tattooists that are all fucking they chase the awards amazing artists but then when they put on like flash days yeah like they put on like flash days and like no fucker has turned up because like again i go back to that quote that jimmy litwalk said before he's uh, i think it's like world famous but locally unknown and it's better yeah. to be famous locally yeah. and unknown worldwide yeah. if you want to have a you know, a long running business. I just think it, it it probably just comes down to how you approach the the business and the art of tattooing. And for me, the um, you know that is um, that's a very different thing. I know that when I watch singing bowl ceremonies done before um, 
you know, traditional Maori tattoos. Um, and when you see the ceremonies performed before Japanese tattooing and some of the other ceremonies that you see around the world, um, before, you know, before deeply spiritual tattoos, they, uh, they connect with me on a, on a, a DNA level that it might that, that that makes sense to me. I feel like you're taking this preacher fucking role a bit too fucking <laughs> possibly, seriously. Yeah, possibly. I'm just I'm just getting comfortable in the role of Paul the teacher, purple and the preacher. But that's always been my you know, I mean I'm a I'm I'm a fucking hippie, you know, I I like all that sort of stuff and I believe in it and Yeah. And uh and I think that that's what tattooing is all about. Do you think it makes it soulless? It makes it soulless and tattooing is not something without soul. But you were saying earlier you miss out on things being an award chaser. But I think what the, the big thing that you miss out on is that you, you're missing out on the truth of tattooing, what tattooing's really about to me, what it's always been about, you know, because it hasn't always been about, you know, boring shit like money and fame. That's, that's, if that's all you're there for, I think you're, you're missing the point completely. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I, I, on, on, on the topic of, like, awards as well, I think what would be cool and I think what may give awards a little bit more merit, let's say, especially on, like, a national level, is if there was some sort of, like, general consensus that awards have to be at a certain standard. Like, so, say, for example, I know a few people that have gone to a tattoo convention, they won awards, but it was literally the best of a bad bunch. And I feel like if, if like, you know, you mark the awards up, if, if none of them meet a certain criteria, then nobody wins. Yeah. Instead of being like, this is just the best one of that day, it is like, this is the criteria. Like, like if I put a convention on, I'd be like, right, this is the criteria. If they don't get past this yeah. point mark, nobody yeah. gets an award because... That means that they, every single one of them was like below par, and I think what that does then that lifts the it it it, it makes awards mean something a bit more because you're not just being the best one of the day. It's like you've really got to fucking make sure you're. I think if I'm honest, I, I think we've because gone too don't... far down that road now. I think what's more likely to happen is that you will find a breakaway between the big super shows with the insta-famous, you know, um, you know, turkey teethed XL bully breeding, you know, new new build mortgage, leased BMW M3 brigade um, at those awards. And uh, what will happen is you'll get a more grassroots, you know, reality kind of thing where those guys won't want to go that will end up with no awards, None of that nonsense, just a load of people in a room getting really nerdy about making tattoo art and loving it, you know. And I think that that's more likely to happen is yeah. I'd like to see I'd like to see those two worlds separate and, you know, the crass commercialism of those people that want to do that be separate from the real world of tattooing or my real world of tattooing. I'm not saying I'm right about this by any stretch. I'm very, very aware that this is a fucking unfashionable view and that you might be screaming at the television now. And I completely appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I've, for the longest time I've understood. Say there know, with the turkey. Yeah, you know, I, I just, I just, <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I'm not trying to, I'm not, you know, despite what Chris says, I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm just saying I noticed uh, it over, you know, over the weekends. That uh, one of the reasons I liked the convention was it didn't feel like a big corporate event. But we'll talk more about that in the in in the thing. Mm. But it was something that just made me sort of look at it and go, "Wow, well, that's um, you know, it's got a different 
got a different vibe and I prefer that different vibe. You know what I mean? I And it, you know, and it got me thinking yeah. about the very last time that I worked London. Um, and on Sunday morning, you know, because they've always got like the, you know, the, the traditional tattooists, the Tabori and the, you know, the tattooists, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And I watched a ceremony, um, you know, a singing bowl ceremony and a cleansing ceremony. And I, I just felt like there was more truth in that than uh, anything I'd seen in, in conventions in the, in the few years running up to it. And it just, it really resonated with me and, and stayed with me. And it's, and this, this Cheshire show reminded me that that was kind of the point, you know? Um, and if you're shouting at the telly and throwing me shit at it, I'm really, really sorry. I'm not down on you if that's what you live for. Cause I've got a couple of really good friends that fucking live for competitions. Um, I don't get it, but I completely appreciate that somebody else will have a, a different point of view to me. So please don't think I'm down on you. I just, it doesn't, it, I just don't get it, I'm afraid. And I never have, if I'm honest. Can I... Can I yeah, before we go. Can I say one thing? Uh, one of the awards... One of the awards at that at that show, right, which I thought was possibly one of the most meaningful ones, was yes. one of the ones that we presented. And that was to, to Kieran Horitsuri. Horitsuri. Fucking butchered your name. Horisuri. Sorry, mate. Horitsuri. Kieran Palmer. I, yeah, Kieran Palmer. I just read out his Instagram. Well, is he one of the? Is he one of the only artists in England that's got a hori? Because you have to be awarded that by traditional Japanese, by proper Japanese tattoo. So he's that, that's yeah. not a made-up thing. He's actually been awarded his hori name. Yeah, um, and I think that's incredibly special. Now that was, that was an artistic achievement award. He didn't compete to win it. That was something that you know the organisers an artistic Artist acknowledgement award and. and and I think that's a different thing then. That's somebody who hasn't chased after stuff, who's just been noticed and, everybody, and everybody's gone, man, you know, and that was, you know, I think that was a very heartfelt thing. And I doubt very much that that Kieran will suddenly be, you know, plastering award-winning tattooist all over his stuff because he didn't strike me as that kind of chap, you know. So I think that, you know, no. uh, there's there's a difference. And it was, it was nice. nice. It was to nice to give, it, you know, a, a, an achievement award to a, to another artist who does beautiful traditional Tabori work, you know, just absolutely fucking great. And so, with that, guys, I'm going to wrap this up for this week. Uh, this has been our top tip and a question about whether awards mean anything. Uh, I hope it's been entertaining. Um, I hope I haven't annoyed you too much with my unfashionable opinions about tattoo conventions. Uh, Please don't think I'm down on you. I'm not. I realise this is only my opinion and I'm probably in a massive minority with this. Uh, and so with that, this has been That Tattoo Show. I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. Tell the lawyer, tell the judge, tell the priest, tell the, all the award-winning tattoo artists that their, their awards don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs>